the podcast with everything paranormal. Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast, starring your host, the man of the hour, the tower of the power. It's Joe, your host, Joe, my brother. Hello, brother. Hello there. How the heck are you? I'm good. How's your week going? Yeah, whatever. It's not like I don't see you every day, right? (laughs) (laughs) Every morning. Jen picks me up every morning, drives me to work. Because my car is still in the shop. It's been a long time. <laughs> we need a name for your car because, like, we take it to all the conventions. I think we should call it "Sold," so I get it. <laughs> <laughs> He's singing into the future. <laughs> I was. My goal was to have a new car mm-hmm. by April first of last year. Oh, and this one acted up, so I got some new parts on it. I'm like, okay, I'll just. I have a Ford account in my bank account. It's uh-huh. called Ford. I'm paying myself car payments yeah. so that I can just pay cash for one. Yeah. Well, now with all the new parts that are on it this time, the whole front end's being replaced. Oh my gosh. It's basically going to be a new car. So, but I'm still going to sell the damn thing and get a new one. I think um, it really uh, deserves a round of real applause. <laughs> For all the conventions that truck <laughs> has taken us to, you don't, you guys don't understand. Like when we go to a convention, that what is a edge? Ford Edge is packed, yeah, to the rim with all of our equipment. Our giant banner fits just fits in there. <laughs> like if Joe slammed on the brakes, that thing would hit his black back window and shatter the yeah. glass, right? Because you guys have been seen us at conventions. We have this eight foot by what eight by ten eight, foot eight by ten mm-hmm. um backdrop and um we have all of our merchandise that we sell plus our suitcases right so this thing has been packed to the gills hundreds of thousands of miles I mean, on the road we've cut down a lot of stuff i mean we've well, cut down COVID, on our yeah no i mean the amount of stuff that we take because yeah. we don't sell as much stuff on our table anymore but yeah. There's been times where that thing, there wasn't one space where we couldn't fit anything. And of course, I, you know, whenever we go out to a different town or state or location, I have to go thrift shopping for my <laughs> closet. Um, so by the time we get back, it's literally, you can't even see it out the back window. It's so full of stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is life on the road, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Joe and I are going on the road. Um, we're taking a little mini trip to a convention uh, this weekend, but you guys will hear about it at, um in future probably podcasts. next weekend yeah yeah i'll have the show that we're going to interview um fred at yeah fred the, we're actually recording this uh, it's thursday night we're recording this show uh, we're leaving saturday which was yesterday when you're hearing this <laughs> but fred's show will be on next week but speaking like, about that though it's like time traveling how yeah it is exactly <laughs> How are sales going with your Poshmark class? Things are going really good. Thanks, everybody, for jumping on and um, checking it out. I have 185,000 followers. (laughs) I'm not exaggerating. On my Poshmark closet. I'm following almost half a million people, but I have 185,000 people following me now. Um, New merchandise in all the time. Uh, You'll be so proud of me. I've organized the basement. <laughs> I used to have these death piles. This is what we call them in the thrifting business. They're called death piles. They're basically just boxes and bags and piles of clothes, shoes, purses, whatever that you haven't organized or listed. Mm-hmm. I call them dollar piles because I see money in those piles, right? They're, like, they're just laying there. So the other day um, I was on this big kick. I'm like, 
even though I had worked all day, I was exhausted. I went down in the basement because I had some sales. So I had to box up my sales. And, you know, all us side hustlers. I know some, all of our uh, listeners, somebody has side hustles. Right? Yeah. And I was really excited because <laughs> I was digging through the piles and I found some stuff I forgot that I bought <laughs> at some thrift store somewhere along the line. But I had a brand new North Face puffer vest, which I just sold. Yeah. And I found all of this stuff and I was like, oh my gosh, I for totally forgot I had this stuff. So now I got to get it all listed. But I did a count. Mm -hmm. You're going to laugh your tailbone off. I think I have 222 dresses oh. in my basement. <laughs> I was at 220. Yeah. And digging through this pile, I found two more. Two, two, two. What? Okay. Listeners. Yeah. I have to tell you guys a quick story and I'll let Joe get back to his topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. You guys know I love slot machines, right? I like to gamble. I like to play bingo. I like gambling. It doesn't love me, but I love it. And so I follow this guy on YouTube, mm -hmm. and his name's Vegas Low Roller, and he plays slot machines, and now he's starting to play card tables, and he videotapes himself, and sometimes him and his mom playing games. And Jen's in his videos. Yeah, I, I made the <laughs> thumbnail of one of his videos. So I went to Indiana, you guys yeah. know that story, um, to meet him. And I told him, or I, you know, I comment on his videos on YouTube and I said, this is your year. Watch for two, two, two. You're going to mm -hmm. start seeing it and you're going to start winning big bonuses, right? About five of his videos, he's won $222 ah. or two, two, two has been on the thing and he hit big. Yeah. And so I keep commenting to him like, I told you the two, two, two is working. But it was just really funny. So I took a screenshot of one of them. I'll try to get it up on our face right. on our Facebook page. But um, I saw two 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 in an odd odd place, and I can't remember what it is. And I was going to tell y'all where was I? And I was thinking about something. I'm like, oh, is this what I should do? You know, give me a sign. I look up, and two 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 is like smack in front of me. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's a sign. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. I woke up last night. Yeah. And there was someone standing next to my bed. <gasps> Again? It was a guy that looked like he was in the British uniform. It's the uniform. guy from the forest. It could have been. It was different clothing, though. Oh. This guy had, no, it was a red coat. I got goosebumps. You tell me that <laughs> right was on a the back guy, of my head. It matter, yeah, because he had a red coat on, and I thought he was a British soldier. The red coats are coming. And... He was plain as day right there, and then he vanished. He followed you home from the Black <laughs> Cross. Could have. Guys, go back and listen to that episode. It is so interesting. Uh, I'll I'll repost it on our All Facebook right. page. But Joe saw something in this area in is Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania called the Black right by Butler. Yeah, Black Cross. Super spooky area, mm -hmm. like weirdness, like. You guys, you know, listen to our show about it. But if you get to Pennsylvania, go check it out. Yeah, but it's please, real tiny. Please, please be careful. There's massive ticks. Yeah, there's a bad tick population. <laughs> We're duct tape. Did um, did he say anything? No, no, no. He's just. Was there his eyes open? I just I woke up. Uh huh. And this was after I went to bed, and I probably fell asleep for a few minutes. 
woke up, you was standing there mm-hmm. and literally standing there for about four seconds and then just vanished. <gasps> Maybe it's your garden angel. And I w- stood or I laid there uh-huh. thinking, okay, what could it have been? And there's no way that any shadows could make colors like that. Mm-hmm. It, I saw a red coat and wow. in my mind, I thought the British soldier with a red coat, and blue pants. Uh-huh. And that's now that you mention it, the guy in the woods had red coat and gray pants. Might be the same. Who knows? It could be. But, you know, you've been to the battlefield up in Ra- River Raisin. Oh, yeah. So, Many times. And that's that was a big battle. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. I often wonder if, like, spirits, when you visit these places, know you're open to seeing them. Yeah. Like, some people are like, I don't believe in it. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, because of what we do, I just wondered if maybe they just like, and that's maybe or like you know, I was, trying to get noticed or something. I was thinking the same thing last night when I was laying there trying to think why, you know. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe just somebody passing by just was curious. Could be. You know, maybe well, it wouldn't be the same because I was going to say maybe he was on this land and he walked through here, but now he's walking through here and seeing me lay there. Yeah. But it wouldn't be the right because the house is, what, higher four foot yeah. off the ground. So he wouldn't be, he'd be at the ground level. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, it could have been somebody from your past, like ancestry past. It could be yeah. somebody from one of the locations we went to. Could be your, like, spirit guide or something. Just Maybe you didn't think you were going to wake up and lay in there going or stand there going, um, quit snoring. You could be working on the show. Instead, you're in bed at nine <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> we're tired. <laughs> I don't know if everybody is feeling this, but like this week is the strangest energy week. Like I, I feel like I'm running on fumes, right? Mm-hmm. Like I get it because, you know, I'm working a lot and, and I think it's the the, the weather time too, of year or? and how everything's still dark and i don't know because everybody's in the funk but we just had some really weird like strange things happening in our city like tons of accidents yeah tons of incidents i don't know just i think there's some weird energy going on <laughs> well you know and I'll, of course the state of the world these days too yeah. you know lots of negative stuff going on but we got to stay positive that's right, right? We gotta we gotta hunt these ghosts and say hello <laughs> and feed them snacks. Yeah. Um, speaking of snacks, Joe. Yeah. Have you ever um wanted to go back in time and yes revisit some Could delicious food that you once had in Sault Ste. Marie called firecrackers? Yeah. Oh. Don't worry about going back in time. You'll see them in the future. <gasps> you'll have them so in my the future. Future so bright. Few months. <laughs> Joe and I are going back to Sault Ste. Marie for Michigan Paracon. Yeah. Um, if you guys have not um, been there, you need to go oh this year. Oh, my God. You need to book it right now and go and stop by your booth and say hello because it's amazing. We're one of the many celebrities that will be there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Celebrity. But time travel. A lot of people have claimed that they're time travelers and then... And I'm telling you, if I could do it, I think I'd go back in time and what would you change, change a few things? Like what? Like give me one thing that you go back in time and change. Um, keep paying on my 401k stuff like that. Yeah. Now, there was a man named a- Andrew Carlison. He was arrested by authorities in 2003 for turning $800 into 
$350 million in stock trades. They said that he was arrested for for insider trading because of how much money he made, but he claims that he was a time traveler that came back in time to make money on the stock exchange. He also um, said that he would give them information about yeah. Osama bin Laden and the cure for AIDS. And then uh, what happened to him after that? Joe? Disappeared. He was let out on bail and disappeared. <laughs> he took his money and ran. He did. Three hundred. Back to the future. Fifty million dollars. But wouldn't it back make sense? Time, back time. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he make the money when he's here instead of paying the $800 and going back to his time and collecting the money? I don't know. You just never know what people's... Um, you never know what these time travelers I are going to do. I know. How dare they? I know. I would go back in time and never, ever, ever get credit cards. That's what I would do. <laughs> I'm uh, telling you, that's it. You know, I mean, you think, well, I would, I would not tell this person no, or I would, you know, go out on a date with that person or stuff like that. But think about it. If you did that, though, your life would be completely different now. I, I always think about that. Like if you changed, say, five seconds mm-hmm. of your life, previously yeah would it change the course or direction of your entire life i mean think of this you met bubba oh lordy i'm mad at him and (laughs) he asked us one day if we wanted to go to the rock and roll hall of fame because a friend of our a friend of his Mm -hmm. they're playing there so we went i met dana yeah and me and dana have been best friends ever since yeah if we would have changed one thing if we would have, if said, I hadn't oh. gone to that cult concert and went up to Bubba and said, "I like your hat," exactly, exactly. If I wasn't being bold, but I was cute and skinny back then. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, back in the time, back in time, <laughs> back in the old days. Um, so there was a man who claimed to be a time travel. He says he has come from the year sixty four ninety one. Okay. Okay. Now. He passed a lie detector test. No, I don't know if he's telling the truth or if he's just very good at passing yeah. a lie. Some people believe their own lies so much that they oh, yeah. could pass a, a Yeah, a because lie it doesn't change your heart rate and stuff like that. Yeah, interesting. So this man, who claimed to be a time traveler, said he was from another planet. And allegedly, he refuses to answer some of the significant questions, though. So... An official lie detector test couldn't refute his claims of being a quote-unquote time traveler. So he claims he's originally from 6491. It's really hard to say. Yeah. You know, it was like when we changed from like 1989 to the year 2000. (laughs) He said he got stuck in the year 2018. And why that particular year? Who knows? I think his machine just broke him. His little... His Ford device. Edge broke and he <laughs> he took it to McNeil's <laughs> right. and now he's stuck for, for weeks. Week with no vehicle. <laughs> Paranormal experts say they were blown away when James Oliver told his story and even passed the lie detector test, which showed he was actually telling the truth. The tooth. The tooth. What that you three. Can't handle the tooth. Okay. According to the time traveler, he lives more than centuries in the future, but was sent back in time due to a tech snafu. Now, bizarre results came out when YouTube 
who has a site called Apex TV, which focuses on paranormal events, carried out an experiment on this gentleman. So he passed every question, which is the really strange part. So many a time during the course of the interview, he would, it kind of showed like this video, but it had odd edits and dubbing. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, it's really hard to say, okay, is this authentic or not? It concealed both his identity and the interviewer's identity, which is a little suspect. And they had morphed his voice to, mm -hmm. um, uh, what do you call it? To protect him. Yeah. From... You know, so they don't know who he is. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of the interview, Oliver is asked to confirm whether he has traveled back in time and he replies in a strange British accent. Is that a good one? British accent. Or maybe I should move something a little bit more upper crust. And he said, yes, I'm actually a time traveler. And then he responds when they ask for the whereabouts of his time machine, which he said, I can't tell you that wait i have mm -hmm. to do an accent i can't tell you that okay so then he claims that his years are different than earthly years in part because of his home planet is so much further away from its star than the earth is from our sun so you know it'd be different rotation mm -hmm. different you know time lengths of the like what we would consider a year so according to him the earthly equivalent to his time is in the year 6491. So your years are different than mine, he says. And he says, where I'm from, the years are much longer. So his planet is furthest, further away from the sun than it is yours, and it takes longer to get around. He says, we have very gifted mathematicians excuse me, mathematicians that work day and night to calculate the relationship between our years and the years of various planets, civilizations, and whatnot that they research. So they're doing research on time, different meta you what do you call it, metaverses? Multiverses. <laughs> Multiverses. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and um, so once he completed that, he could deduce in our time, he's saying he's from the year 6491. Now, his accent has a very strong Birmingham accent with a tinge of American. So, eh, you know, mm -hmm. why wouldn't he be talking like, like, yeah. why would it be our language, right? Yeah, if he's from a different planet. Yeah. <laughs> that was my alien <laughs> language. Um, don't quote me on that. Uh, he goes on to claim that there's consistent fights coming between humans and aliens in the light years to come. He also says more planets and species will have be dis will have been discovered by them, which I think is kind of like obvious at some point mm -hmm. we're going to find something. And he says we're constantly finding new planets and galaxies every day. It's mostly just of nothing. He says sometimes you hit the jackpot and find intelligent life on it. You'll find new planets and new ecosystems. Uh, he says there's a lot of planets with more intelligent beings than humans not surprising yeah. look at the state of the world today <laughs> i'm seriously you just look down the street and you'll be like curl magnet man's living down there <laughs> then he said there's some conflicts but most of it has been put under control by the federation very quickly so what's that one song i love oh oh bandy is it banditos by I the refreshments know. he goes uh 
check your ID card by the border guard. It says something about your ID is Captain John Luke Picard of the United Federation <laughs> of Planets. Look it up on, on, on YouTube, guys. Yeah. It, one of the best albums I've ever had, and they made one album, they were out. Hmm. But it was so good. It was one of those 90s albums. Okay, go back, tra- travel back in time to the 90s. <laughs> in the 90s. Okay, so there is a federation. He's saying it's a keep peacekeeping vessel. And then, according to his story, it kind of re- resembles this film plot called Back to the Future. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. It is so much like Back to the Future. <laughs> I'm telling you, people would do anything to be on YouTube these days, <laughs> including us. Um, all right, so he says there's a United Nations-style system of planetary leaders to ensure peace between various worlds. He also said that global warming could only get worse over time if, if the Earth is going to experience like a surge in temperatures. Now, he also said... If we continue on what yeah. we are. Yeah. He also said, according to him, the combined results of man-made emissions and the fact that the planet is going on a geological warming period is leading to that. But that's no, I mean, that's just, we all know that. That's right? common sense. Right, yeah. Okay, so he uh, he was asked, what could we do to tackle the problem of global warming? Now, this guy interestingly asserts, interestingly, interestingly, I can't even speak, um, that the United States needs to get back on the Paris Treaty and reduce carbon emissions. But that's been ongoing forever, but. I mean, seriously, Antarctica's melting. Um, it's no, like, great revelation. Um, he also says he has friends who belong to other planets in the future. He said the definition of alien is something out of this world. So technically, I'm meeting one right now, calling myself an mm-hmm. alien. And on occasion, he has met them when he went home. So wherever his home is. Okay, so he also says, this is interesting, that he has personal relationships with a few of the traveling, other traveling beings. And he considers them aliens. He's like, they're nice, they're a lot, don't, but don't, you know, be too quick to judge a foreign species. He says he has quite a few friends um, that are from other galaxies. So, okay, I don't know where they meet. You like, yeah. got a cell phone and like, <laughs> call you on a cell phone. Let's meet up on another planet. He also says, uh, that in the future, this is like a prediction almost, that we'll all have our own personal AI called Siri, and it'll be used by Apple for operating um, systems, and it recognizes the voice, our voice now. It's already it's here. It's already here, dude. Like, seriously. <laughs> I, I don't know what year that he, what year did he say? 2018. 2018 he came back. So they already, already knew had, yeah. that they were going to have that technology and Apple probably, I don't remember in 2018, but I think they already announced they're having yeah. that. So this guy in the interview, um, they asked um, if he would know who the next U.S. president would be. And he's like, um, there's a restriction on what I can tell you and what I can't yeah. tell you. He says, I can't disclose that with you. I'm sorry. It creates too big of a ripple to share that information with you. Now, he also says that he chose... Apex TV to share a story because they had good reach and um, quite the publicity. So, you know, there's cri- cri- critics everywhere, and they um, said it's just basically a publicity gimmick. Mm-hmm. 
I would think if there was some good specific information, I think people would maybe have some credibility around it. But if you're being very vague and really can't say, you're just like, I'm from your whatever, this, yeah. that, and the other. And I've watched the videos of these guys that we're talking about, and it is. It's very vague. I mean, if there was a time traveler came back and said, I'm from the future, I can, I'm here to help you with global warming, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I would say, okay, dude, what's going to happen tomorrow? Don't tell me. So I, you know, don't, yeah. don't. Write it down on this paper and we'll open it together tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tell me what's going to, what major thing in the world is going to happen tomorrow. You know, and if he was traveling back in time to tell, to warn us about global warming and stuff, he'd have all that information anyways. Right. Why wouldn't he try to stop it? Now, there was another guy and this one was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. You may know this one. Oh. It's Hakan Norvist. He was working on his house. He walked into his kitchen and saw some water on the floor. And he opened up the cabinet. And in the videos, he explains that the cabinet was very deep. So he had to reach very far back into his cabinet, which turned into a time portal (gasps) that he went through. And he happened to run into his 70-year-old self. In the future. So he had his cell phone with him and he took a video of them two together and they look alike. And the amazing thing is they were both wearing the same clothing. Mm-hmm. And he proved that it was him because they were both bald and they both had this tattoo that matched in the video. Now, I looked at this video and I'm like, it's got to be some kind of, you know, publicity thing. They look alike. He's his other self supposed to be 70 years old. The tattoo is still perfectly dark, black, sharp lines. Mm-hmm. Hasn't faded one bit, <laughs> which some don't, but, you know. After 70 years. 70 yeah. years. It, it's it's spreading. Yeah. <laughs> it's fading. And everybody that I've, you know, doing research on this, they all show that same video and say, this is proof of time travel. Until I came across the original. Mm-hmm. That says, now, this could be somebody putting this out there, too. I mean, he could be a true time traveler, and these guys are doing it to debunk it. But they said it's a ad by the Swedish brokers like, mm-hmm. to help people worry about their retirement benefits. Oh, okay. How, they're gonna, how are you going to retire? What are you going to look like when you're 70? That kind of thing. So yeah. this guy fell into a tar- time portal in, under his kitchen. Didn't say how he got back. But he fell into it and found himself, and they were wearing the same clothing and had the same tattoo still, and he filmed himself. Interesting. So it's true, Jen. It's true. It's on the internet. It must be true. Yeah. What about um, some of these famous like things we see in pictures or in, in, in old films? Like the hipster one. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So there was a photo taken in 1941 at the Goldberg... Goldberg Bridge mm-hmm. opening in Canada. And in the video, you see all the people stand there in the clothing that look like they're from 1941, except for one person who stands out. He's wearing a T-shirt with a, looks like an M on it. Okay. He's got a coat on that looks like a Sherpa type coat, sunglasses with shade, with uh, like uh, screens on the sides. Okay. And a haircut that doesn't matter. He completely doesn't fit anybody that's in there. And they call him 
the hipster time traveler. Who knows? I mean, that that to me, that photo is really odd because of the fact that he f- doesn't fit at all. And didn't he have something in his hand? I don't uh, remember. Yeah, so he has like some kind of recording device oh, really? in his hand. I don't remember that. Yeah. So go back and take a look at that picture. If you mm-hmm. just Google hipster yeah. um, time traveler, you guys will see it. There was um, another one. Who was the um, the actor that had something weird happen in his film? You mean? John Wayne. Oh, the John Wayne one? Yeah. Yeah, that one in 1948, John Wayne made a movie called Deep uh, Apache. And in one of the scenes, okay, John Wayne's not in that scene. Henry Fonda is sitting sitting on a carriage next to Shirley Temple, mm-hmm. which I didn't even know she was doing films at that age. I just imagine her as the little kid, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But in that scene, you can see Henry Fonda as his character holding a device that looks just like a cell phone. Wow. It's a black, you know, and you, uh-huh. you see the back of it. You don't see the, the front, what he's looking at the front, like he's looking at a cell phone. Weird. That's so interesting. And who knows what it is? Like few people say it's a notepad, but why would he be looking at a notepad in that scene like that? Yeah. It looks just like a cell phone. That's interesting. There was another one. If you Google time travel video type, you'll see one where there's a group of schoolgirls walking out of like a college. Mm -hmm. And this was made back in 1938. And in the video, you see a girl holding a phone up to her ear. And talking. Wow. And it's plain as day. Now, this is 1938. There was no such thing as wireless phones at all. Mm-hmm. We barely had telephones. Yeah. <laughs> well, they tracked her down because it's easy to track her down because mm-hmm. it's modern. You know, she's yeah. still around. And she claims that it was a video for a wireless phone yeah. that they were thinking about making. They didn't have that technology back no. then. They couldn't. 19 you know 39 i don't even know how good their radios were because what year was the war i mean was that in the 40s 41 was okay. yeah well world war one was ended i think in 1918 yeah and world war two started in 1941 okay so i mean there was radio technology yeah but why would she be making a video about a wireless phone back then yeah. i don't know Interesting. It's just, you know. But the other famous one that you see someone talking on a cell phone is the Charlie Chaplin video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the Charlie Chaplin movie, The Circus, you, there's a scene where a woman is walking past a zebra and she has a cell phone up to her ear talking. Okay, now this one, I don't know how they did videos back then, but it, it's just a video of a woman walking by. And you can clearly see that she's holding something up to her ear and talking on it. Well, it would be on film. It wouldn't even be video. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know? yeah. It's a... So it would have had to been a manual crank camera. Mm-hmm. They didn't. I don't think they even had electric cameras back then. I think it was still the yeah. old hand crank. Very interesting. And, you know, to have her in that scene like that, you know, was it set up or was it just were they just filming people? Well, she. you can clearly see it. Now, some people have said that it's a ear horn mm-hmm. which they had back then right instead of hearing aids you had little horns that you hold up to your ear <laughs> some of our listeners won't understand yeah that. 
They're so young. They're, yeah. Imagine <laughs> babies. The, imagine the horn on a Victrola. <laughs> they Small. don't know what that is either. <laughs> a Viking drinking horn. There you, there you go. go. <laughs> but you can see her talking as she's walking and talking. Now, yeah. I was thinking about that video. If she was a time traveler going back in time, of course, now that I think about it, they'd have the technology, but there wouldn't be no cell towers. There'd be no no way for her to communicate unless mm -hmm. it was so advanced. She was time, obviously, if she's a time traveler, right. it's advanced enough that she'll have a communication device to talk to whoever. It could be implanted in her brain. Well, if that's the case, she wouldn't be holding up to her ear. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was another one, and this one is so interesting. It's the man from Torrid. This one I really like. Okay. In the 1950s, there was a man that landed in a Japanese airport. Okay. He went up to customs, showed the passport, and they looked down and it said that he was from the, the, the country called Torrid. And they're like, there's no such thing. And he's like, yes, there is. I'm from there and I travel here all the time. He had clearly a passport that was stamped many times at that same airport. Wow. Okay. So the paperwork is all right, but he was from Torrid. And so what they did was they took a map out and said, show us where Torrid is. Mm -hmm. So they laid this map out and said, point to your country. And he went to point and he's like, this ain't the right map. Wow. And I forget the town or this, the mm -hmm. country that he pointed to, but it was a different name. And he was like, you guys are pulling a prank on me or something. Why are you doing this? And they're like, no, there's no such thing as Torrid. He's like, you know, place. So he claimed that Torrid has been a country for over a thousand years. So what they did was they took his passport mm -hmm. they took his wallet and everything and put it in their office and they put him in a cell with no windows and no doors, sort of like just a holding cell in the airport. Okay. Locked the door. Went to find out about this guy. About an hour or so, if I can remember right, passed. And they went to get him out of the cell, and he wasn't in the cell. He disappeared. And this is a cell that you cannot, it's just like a closet. They yeah. basically just put him in a closet with a locked door. And he got out. Now, they went to get his passport and his wallet, and that was gone also out of their office. Dang. So he basically just vanished. Very James Bondish. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. But I mean, he, he said that, it, you know, he that Torrid was a, around for a thousand years, but when they pointed to a map, it was around Spain. Interesting. I always think about like time travel. Is that, do you think that's the same thing as like astral projection or is that? I don't like, think so. No. Because astral projection, you, well, you can go back in time or you can go well, to different places. Yeah. I just wonder because like, I know we had talked to somebody one time where they were saying they were meditating and floating out of their body and going to different planes. Yeah, Tim Woolworth. Yeah. Or oh, no, no, Adam. no. Adam. It was Adam. Going to different places. We can't say the one place he went to. He asked us not to um, yeah. mention that. But um, but I always thought, like, well, that would be current time, right? You're yeah, that's what I mean. You're just going somewhere else, mm -hmm. but you're in this. Okay, all right. I got that. I, I got it all straightened out now, folks. Um, but There's been people that claim, like the one time traveler claims that he was at the Gettysburg Address 
Mm-hmm. And there's an actual photo of a little boy that he says is him. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. I think it would be super cool to be able to do that, right? Like if you could, it's like, <laughs> remember that show in the 80s? Because we grew up in the <laughs> 80s. Um, uh, Quantum Leap. Yeah. Where they would go in time travel and he would get in these precarious situations. And then he had, you know, Dean Stock- Stockard, who was like his like, he was Goose. a hologram, but Holog- you talked to him. Yeah, a hologram, mentor, whatever. and It was bad. <laughs> but it was funny. But yet we watched every week. Uh, we, to see it's what's on good. reruns now. And it yeah. was like you go back and you watch it and it's like it's the same formula every week. Mm-hmm. They just different character names, different locations, slightly different situations. Yeah. A guy gets the girl in the end. Yeah. The end of story. <laughs> but, you know, you think about different time machines and that and you know physically going back in time you know like a lot of these videos that you see on youtube or that the, the one guy showed a video of what the future is going to look like mm-hmm. um would you rather go and see what the future looks like or would you like to go back and relive some of the past i don't know i mean if you think about we talk about the ufos that we see like ancient aliens and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I still think that those are humans from the future going back for tourism. Yeah. That, that Time be. travel tourism. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd like to go back in the past and I'd like to see the dinosaurs. I, I mean, I don't want to like get eaten by a dinosaur, Crunch, yeah. but if I could go back and just view it mm-hmm. to see what it looked like, I think it would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Maybe go back in that time of like the civil war or um, early, Early, um, I don't know, like Egyptian days yeah. or something. I or go back and and you know in time when uh, Jesus was alive mm-hmm. or something. I I think it would be really really interesting. But the thing is, if you go back in time, there's the time paradox where if you change one thing, if you right. step on a bug, yeah, you've changed the whole timeline. The butterfly effect, right? Yeah. But what if there was a way that you can just look back in time? Yeah. Okay. So there's this thing, okay. and it's, this has always intrigued me about this. It's called the chronovisor, and it basically what it is, it's a machine that you tune into a certain time and a location, and you can see what's going on as a video, and they actually take pictures. I need this in my life. So it's claimed that there was a gentleman, uh, Bruni, back in 2002, that he wrote a book about this chronovisor, okay? So he claims that he met Father Ernetti on a boat going across one of Venice's Grand Canals Mm -hmm. in the early 1960s. And like Bruni, Ernetti was very versed in history, ancient languages, which made for a great conversation, Mm -hmm. okay? But soon they started talking about different types of science, so Bruni has been inventing on many ways in which the Christian Bible could be interpreted when Arnetti suggested that he had access to the truth of time travel in a special device. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Eddie claimed that he and a group of renowned scientists came up, came together in a mutual quest to uncover the past. So one scientist was, um, you may know him, Enrique Fermi. Uh-huh. Okay. Who okay. was the Nobel, he won, he won the Nobel Peace Prize 
1938, and another one was an ex-Nazi called von Braun. Now, von Braun was one of the scientists that worked on the American moon mission. Oh, okay. Built all the, you know, worked on the NASA stuff. Okay. To go to the moon. But according to Annette, or Ernetti, I keep saying his name wrong. According to Ernetti, the device had, had several different antennae. There were three of them, which were made of mysterious metals that picked up sound and light waves across the entire representative spectrums of time and light spectrums and stuff like okay, that. Okay, so... So this device was used to, like I said, tune in certain times. This was more than just a window into the past, the time machine that Ernetti said. It worked like a television, okay, catching echoes from days of the past is how he put it. You know, because he said that the, all that energy is still floating out there in space, and this machine actually tunes into that. Eddie renounced, or Eddie, <laughs> Ernetti renounced that he witnessed the Cicero's speech to the Romans in 63 BC. His speech in 1963, he actually says that he, he witnessed this speech and took pictures of it. Wow. Okay. He's also claimed that he has taken pictures of Jesus at the crucifixion. He's claimed that he has gone back and seen different things like the Roman Empire, the fall of Sodom and Gomorrah. He says he has pictures of that. He has says, but mainly he's gone back. He says that he claims that he went back and actually saw the tablets from the Ten Commandments, the original tablets. Wow. And he claims that he has pictures of all this through this time machine. But where are they? Don't know. That's the thing. Now, in 1972, on May 2nd, 1972, an Italian publication called the La Damacria di la something. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> claimed A that, for effort. <laughs> yeah. A time machine that photographs the past has been finally invented in that article. He claims the same thing, that Anetti has this machine that does it. Well, the thing is, the Vatican comes in mm -hmm. and they take this chronovisor away from him because they're so afraid that if people find out about this, it's going to change how people perceive Jesus and mm -hmm. all like that. He actually claimed on his deathbed in 1994 that the machine had been hidden away by the Vatican in order to safeguard it from falling into the wrong hands. Because think about it, if you could see what the past is. Sure. And see what the truth of the past is. You can change things. Oh, yeah. Interestingly, the Vatican declared in 1988 that anyone using an instrument of such characteristics would be excommunicated. So they say that the thing never existed, but yet they put out a thing saying in 1988 that anybody using a mm -hmm. device like that will be or excommunicated. So... Using paranormal equipment to talk to the past, is that the same thing? I would say so. Are we going to get excommunicated? I better <laughs> call Father Roth and yeah. find out. But, <laughs> okay, talking about that, you know, we're we're using our devices to talk to people from the past. We're right. talking to spirits and that. It's the stone tape theory. If we can take, yeah. if the stone tape theory is real and we're using our devices to take pictures of it or hear recordings of it or seeing it with our own eyes, why can't there be a machine that does that? Right. 
I mean, there obviously is if we're doing it. Conspiracy theory time, right? Yeah. Like there's probably a lot of things that have been developed. Tesla's a good example mm-hmm. of his, you know, work. And it's either been sequestered by the government or the Vatican yeah. or what other ruling agencies there is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure the Vatican, what would be like the Vatican for like other religions though? I don't know. <gasps> Another show. Yeah. <laughs> but out of all the time machine type deal theories and all that, I think the chronovisor is the most likely yeah. because it has some credibility. It to does. It. And I've seen the pictures of Jesus, and he looks the same as all the other. <gasps> Long hair and handsome. Yeah. That's my Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is my homeboy. Uh, yeah, it's just so fascinating. Like, people who say they come from the past, but come from the future, too. Mm-hmm. Why would they come here? But think about Are this. we that interesting that outside of all the billions and billions of probably other planets? Why are we so interesting? I just thought of that, though. Have there been any time travelers claiming that they're from the past? I don't know. Probably. I don't think so. They all say they're from the future. (gasps) And we need to fix global warming. Yeah. But you should be able to go either way if you're time traveling, right? Yeah. But if... If it happened in Back to the Future 1, 2, or 3, it probably could happen. He did travel on my birthday. Yeah. October 26th. So, anyways, that's just... uh, Fun thing that we want to bring up, time travel. It's something that we can talk about forever. I'm very interested in this subject. I love time slips. We've talked about that on the show before. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it to a lot of people about time slips. And like I say, if we can take pictures of spirits that are from the past, mm-hmm. why couldn't there be a chronovisor that takes pictures of Jesus? Or, or any other kind of historical documentation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Cleopatra. Or um, Mark Antony, or yeah. not, not Mark Antony, uh, J. Lo's ex-husband, right? <laughs> the other one. Um, yeah, but wouldn't it be fascinating to have, and I wonder if psychics have that ability, you know, some of them, mm-hmm. to go back well, and, and look and see the past. I mean, they do Would they be past trying? life regressions. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's kind of like along that line. Mm-hmm. Interesting. If you feel like you want to discuss it more, just leave us a love note on our Facebook page and we will all chime in and comment on the topic. And a few other things before we let you go. Um, Everybody get up to our website. Below the play button, you'll see a link to Jen's Poshmark page. She's got some really good deals on there. And um, also right next to it, my new show, The Year of Profit, is out. Um, Having trouble getting on a few of the outlets Mm -hmm. because I've been kind of busy and I'm trying to get on, but I know it's on Google Play, Spotify. I um, no, not on iHeart yet. You have to be out for at least three months before you can be on iHeart. But it is on iTunes. Okay. And just go to my Facebook page. Is it Lipson too? You're a profit. Well, Lipson's our media host. Oh, okay. The they don't have a site where you can actually listen from Lipson. Lipson puts it out to all the media outlets. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So yeah, um, Year of Profit on Facebook. I don't have a website yet, but I'm getting there. Yep. So if you want to learn how to be profitable, not just financially, but in all aspects of your life. So just, you know, follow Joe's um, Facebook page. We'll put it up in the link and, you know, we can all use some improvements somewhere, Uh right? Oh yeah. But anyhow, 
Thanks for listening this week. We're going to leave you with a Decepticon, which is about cell phones. <laughs> from Very Dead fitting. and Five. But right. everybody have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. We got a great show next week about aliens. Yes, and shout out to Dana Forrester. Get well soon, girl. We love you. Yes. Goodbye, everyone. Dana Forrester, the badass bass player in this song. That's right. Girl, love you, girl. I know you're listening while you're laid up. <laughs>